Hi, everyone. My name is Chris, and I am host of the Stellar Spark Show. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the Georgia Senate elections, the runoff elections that are scheduled for today, January 5th. And these races are really important because they determine which party controls the U.S. Senate this year and up until next year, so until the 2022 midterm elections. So it is very critical for the country because much needs to be done on so many, in so many areas of policy. And if the Republicans win one of these seats in Georgia, then the Senate and thus government progress is going to be stalled because you'll have a divided government. The presidency going to be held by incoming President Joe Biden and the Senate held by Republicans and the House by Democrats. So it's definitely going to complicate things in terms of legislation and getting things done. So as you may know, I'm going to have a live stream on my channel tonight to cover the Georgia Senate election results uh, starting at 7.05 Eastern time. So be sure to tune in for that if you're interested in seeing some analysis and early uh, commentary about the results. I expect it's going to be pretty standard with the rural counties coming in first and the Atlanta suburbs and the cities coming in later on in the, in the evening. So that'll tell us a lot how large are the margins in the rural areas for the Republicans and can the Democrats come back and cut into that margin as the night progresses? I do think they can because the Georgia suburbs, I feel like, are going to rail against the Republicans for the whole stimulus debate. And I wanted to get into the Ossoff versus Purdue race first and some of the specifics that happened in that race. And then we'll move over into the special election race between uh, Warnock and Leffler. So... As for the Oslo-Purdue race, this is for the regular Georgia seat, the Class 2 Georgia seat. And it's a six-year seat, and should John Ossoff win this race, he'll become the senior senator from Georgia based on his name, which is alphabetically before Warnock's, if he also wins, and because it is the six-year seat. So actually, uh, Senator Perdue's term expired on January 3rd, so he no longer holds a seat and it's currently vacant, so that will be decided tonight. Perdue notably uh, refused to debate Ossoff, and there was an empty podium, and essentially John Ossoff was making points against his opponent that he needed to be there in order to hear some of his basically some of his uh, positions that he has and some of his criticisms to respond to some of his attacks as well. Purdue wasn't there, and I'm sure that really didn't help his poll numbers at that point because he didn't get to really spread his message, and he's been keeping a pretty low profile during this campaign uh, due to the coronavirus. He had a quarantine. So that really didn't help matters much as it pertains to Purdue, uh, Senator Purdue. So 
yeah, it definitely didn't help his credibility there. And also Purdue initially opposed the stimulus checks. He didn't want to do that. But then after President Trump announced that the amount should be raised to $2,000, Purdue then came around to support that. Uh, the issue in this race uh, with Purdue is David Purdue needs to win around Atlanta. So he needs the Atlanta suburbs to, to have respectable margins there to keep the Democratic margins down there and also have strong Republican turnout in the rural areas. I think the second, the latter is more likely to happen. I think because a lot of Republicans didn't vote, didn't come out to vote uh, just yet. Most are waiting for election day, which is today, in order to vote. And we saw that in the presidential election where President Trump was able to narrow the gap nationwide, but it wasn't enough. He ended up coming up short in a lot of states. So we may see the same result here in Georgia. We may see a different result, but I do think it favors the Democrats. The early data favors the Democrats as well as the polling at this point. And John Ossoff is polling one to two points behind Raphael Warnock. So that's pretty notable as well that Warnock is running ahead of Ossoff. So if Warnock's winning by anywhere from over 1%, that means probably that Ossoff is also leading Purdue, albeit very narrowly. So I really was compelled by Ossoff and his campaign back in 2017 for the special election uh, in the congressional election in Georgia. And that drew a lot of attention, that race. And he really came to prominence after that. And he really has a lot of energy as a campaigner and uh, he's pretty enthusiastic. So I think that'll help his case that he's charismatic and he can relate with uh, voters as well in that way. Purdue is like your typical establishment Republican. Think of like Mitt Romney or like a John McCain type of moderate Republican who does really well in the suburban areas in order to win elections. So if Purdue isn't running really strong in the, in the Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia suburbs, his night's probably over pretty early. And especially if he's not driving rural turnout, he's really going to struggle coupled with that. But if he is competitive, if he's within, I'd say 10% or less in the Atlanta suburbs, I'd say he has a good chance of winning the race very narrowly though. So that's really what I see for the first race. And then moving over into the special election race in Georgia. So incumbent Senator Kelly Leffler is running against Pastor Raphael Warnock. So Kelly Leffler got appointed to the seat in uh, January of last year by Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia. And she immediately began fundraising to win the election that she knew she would have to participate in later in that uh, next year, which is now. Or actually, later the, last year in November and now in the runoff. And her opponent is Raphael Warnock, who is a pastor at the same Baptist church that MLK led, which is really important. And Warnock is an influential religious leader in Atlanta. And I think his background draws a welcome contrast being pretty humble and authentic 
uh, to Kelly Loeffler. I mean, Loeffler had a lot of scandals and things like that related to the insider trading scandal, the congressional scandal earlier this year, of which he was found in no wrongdoing. But that definitely was something that came up earlier this year or so. Warnock could present himself as more of a down-to-earth, genuine type of candidate that could connect with voters really across Georgia, especially in rural places and definitely in the African-American community. I think Raphael Warnock can drive that turnout and will be able to capitalize on that in order to drive out voters in places like Macon, uh, Stewart uh, County, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and the suburbs, and other places, Savannah, Georgia, which he, where he was born. So I do think he'll do well in all those places. And if his, if black turnout's really high and there are lopsided margins in the Atlanta suburbs, I expect uh, Warnock to win first. I expect that Raphael Warnock will be projected to win before John Ossoff, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, Loeffler is tied to Trump, who is very unpopular in the Atlanta suburbs, and President Trump struggled to win uh, Georgia because of that, and he ended up losing Georgia by a few tenths of a percent, and Biden scored lopsided margins in Atlanta, uh, in Fulton County, and Cobb Counties, and the Cobb County as well had... uh, very sizable leads for Joe Biden. And I expect that to happen here for Raphael Warnock as well in this race. So really the key to Warnock's win will be the Atlanta suburbs and black turnout really has to be high. And I expect Warnock will perform better with this group than John Ossoff, but I expect Ossoff will have a respectable performance with that demographic as well. But the question remains, will it be enough to bring Ossoff over the line in order to win this race. It depends on if Warnock's doing well, if he's getting 52% of the vote at the end of the night, expect John Ossoff to be pulled over the line. He probably wins as well. If Warnock is in a close race, expect Purdue to hold on somehow and win his race. But that's really all I could say is that the rural counties come in first and then the more democratic counties like the cities and the suburbs will come in later and we'll get a better sense of this race in the middle part of the night. So really, that's all I have for the two races themselves and the dynamics. I also wanted to say, I wanted to point out that Loeffler's campaign, as far as her ad campaign, it's not, I'm not too sure how effective that's going to be by painting Raphael Warnock as basically a liberal and out of touch and a radical that really didn't pay off too well in terms of that strategy in the presidential election with President Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, President Trump tried to categorize Joe Biden as a uh, as a radical and tying him to the progressive left. Really didn't go over too well because Biden had a long career in the Senate, whereas Warnock made a couple of statements that his opponent has drawn on. So not too sure how that's going to go over, but it may be a high-risk, high-reward strategy there. So lastly, some of the implications of which party wins the Senate. So depending on which party wins the U.S. Senate tonight, 
it's going to have a drastic implications on this country for a number of years in the future now. So if the Republicans hold on tonight by winning one of the two or both of the Senate seats somehow, then expect a drawn out basically election in 2022 as well, because the Republicans are likely to capitalize in the midterm elections and expect gridlock, expect not much to be done in the next few years up until the midterms, and especially if the Republicans make gains in the midterm elections in 2022. So that'll hold up a lot of well-needed relief as it pertains to the coronavirus. Joe Biden's agenda will be stalled. He won't, he really won't be able to get much done as it pertains to criminal justice reform or immigration, healthcare, among other areas of policy. And I'm sure that the Biden administration wants to accomplish certain things. And Mitch McConnell will make that much harder for Biden to get anything done of substance and will intend to obstruct at each step of the way. Now, on the other hand, if the Democrats win the Senate this evening, then the Democrats will have a majority in both houses of Congress and they'll control the presidency and will be able to pass a lot of bills in order to get the country back on track. We'll likely see an economic recovery much sooner and the government will be, become more involved in the recovery. So we'll see more of that. Potentially, Biden will pass reform as it pertains to the DACA program, get his health care initiative passed by instating a public option and passing some criminal justice reform bills, such as the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, among others, I think will be really important if the Democrats do win the Senate. There's much progress to be made, and it'll definitely be beneficial for the country. So I'm hoping for the best result for the country. I want to see things move forward, and I want I want to make sure that everyone is able to experience the success that they deserve and the prosperity they deserve. So that's what our leaders should be doing and try to do. And it'll be a lot easier to do if the Democrats win the Senate. So we'll see what happens, folks. And I just wanted to bring you with this quick overview today of the Georgia Senate. And it's going to have, like I said, a lot of important implications for what is to come in the next few years. So let me know what you guys think uh, in the community tab of my channel. Be sure to check out the channel, Stellar Spark Studios, and the second channel, Stellar Spark 2. I'm going to be posting some new content there as well related to areas other than politics. If you're interested in that, please check out the website, the social media at Stellar Spark. And I appreciate your support. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for staying with me. And I'm going to leave it there, folks. But that's all I have for now. We'll see what happens. And... We'll see who controls the U.S. Senate. But until next time, folks, my name is Chris, and this has been the Stellar Spark Show. And I'm now signing off. Until next time.